Hey, Scuttlebuds, what's going on? This show, we're going to talk about, well, a lot of things that I just feel like bitching about, and uh, just rightfully so. For example, I'm going to talk about some community pizza party drama, and the worst Christmas tree ever, and a dog that keeps shitting in my house. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Mario's Lawn Care. You got a lawn, you got a lot of responsibility. Lighten the load with Mario's Lawn Care. And by Smear Campaign. From James Brown to System of a Down, these guys are the patriots of the party mentality. Small Town Scuttlebots. Every single time you have to figure he's, out he, how to start the show. Yeah, Rick has to get into the into the uh, not even into the batter batter's box. You're in you're on deck like mm-hmm. warming up with the weights on the bat. Yep, the donut in the you, hole. You take a whole bunch of practice swings. Now it's time. You knock the weight off the bat. You walk up into the batter's box. You're at the plate, and then you immediately signal to the to the pitcher. Hold on, mm-hmm. I got to step back again. Yep, got to adjust and my I, nuts. I gotta, knock my bat against my cleats like that's doing anything. You painted the perfect picture. Thank you. This is Rick Fink Jr. You're listening to Small Town Scuttlebutt. We are recording from the basement, the northeast corner of my basement in what we call the Small Town Scuttlebutt Studio. And when I say we, I'm talking about my friends Liz Daly to my left and Mike Page across the table from me. We are going to... (laughs) We're going to dazzle you with, with many minutes of entertainment and insights. Isn't that right, fellas? Liz, Mike, how are you guys doing? Good, good. So I have to tell you guys, I took my boys to this um, Lego art exhibit in Boston yesterday. It's called The Art of the Brick. And I it's, it was awesome. Like, you laugh. Like, honestly, as an artist, you would totally appreciate what this guy can do with Legos. I mean, they're Lego sculptures that will literally blow your mind. I loved it. My 14-year-old loved it. My 10-year-old loved it. Fun for the whole family. Highly recommend you check it out. Mike, shit on it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's looking at me with this incredible expression. Yeah, on his because face. I, I kept being like, first I thought you were going to say it's like the Lego paintings, like what they have in the Lego store, where it's like, here, buy this. Look, it's Van Gogh's Starry Night, and we give you all the little one, one square bricks that you need to make it. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, okay, they already make this. <laughs> but then you said sculptures. Yes. So then I was like, okay, it's an actual thing. But. Like what? What Wait, were the sculptures? Do you want me to show you a picture? Yeah, Here, I'll I show need you a picture. You need a visual. Your phone's upside down. You're gonna <laughs> want to fix that first. And listeners, I apologize. I know this is an audio medium, but I really just need to stick it to Mike for one second so he can see what I'm talking about. Look, that's where, an example. Where was this? On Newbury Street in Boston. Yeah, I don't love it. Let me oh see. my god! Let me see. See, you're oh, doing what your dad did in the Monet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but my dad was criti- criticizing Monet. I don't know. Rick, if you saw that, it's impressive because it's Legos. Mm-hmm. But besides that, is it anything that you actually want to look at? I feel like it's just a different medium. You, you yes. could use paint. You exactly. could use charcoal. You could use clay. The, here we're using... Um, Lego bricks. Lego bricks. Right, he used yes. Lego bricks, but then he made a sculpture of... Uh, one of the Blue Man Group members <laughs> lamenting the death of somebody else. A that's small gray. child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't listen to Mike, listeners. I'm telling <laughs> you, you'll enjoy it. You'll be impressed. If you need a fun activity to do with the kids, check it out. Where is it? Newbury Street in Boston, in some like art 
art studio space. It's an installation, I think, for the next, like, six months or something. Interesting. Do you Mm -hmm. think those things are hollow or solid core? Hmm. Only I think one they're way, solid. One way to find out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> punch, punch it as hard as you can, <laughs> and we will know based on your reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, free free T-shirt to the scuttlebutts <laughs> that uh, find out the answer to that question. <gasps> hey, uh, Mike, how are you? I'm great. Good. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. Okay. <laughs> right to I the point. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was in uh, California for Thanksgiving. That sounds awesome. And yeah, it was good. And now I'm back. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about our website. The, the website we keep talking about, it's here. It's, li- it's live. So folks, go to smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Check it out. There we are. It's a four-page website with two features that I think are, are worthy of mentioning. First of all, a grievance line. Now we can converse with you guys. You guys can reach out to us. You can tell us about anything that's going on in your small town that you'd like us to weigh in on or investigate or talk about. Uh, And also, we have a store, and you can buy stuff on the store that has our logo on it, like T-shirts and uh, a mug. You could get a mug. You could get a can cooler. Are there keychains? No, no, no. That was a bridge too far. Sorry. (laughs) No, but baby steps. Do we There's, have, like, pens? Nope. Okay. We have a drama llama. That's a, a ceramic drama llama. Now, you can buy this thing, and it's it's got the logo on it. It's a ceramic. I hand-painted it myself, by the way. That and, was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. It's online. It's. I think it looks pretty good. And you can buy it, and the money will go towards a charity, it would, specifically our local food pantry. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can now... Converse with us. You can write to us and tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. You can make suggestions. I think in this show, this episode particularly, we're going to um, put the call out mm-hmm. for some uh, specific ideas relating to guests and um, what direction we should go in in the guest category of the show. So I'm pretty excited. What do you guys think of the website? I think the website looks great. There's also an about page where if listeners want to learn some fun facts about us, they can go there and they can also listen to the podcast on the website. If That's they right. So choose yep. while they're perusing our merchandise. All of our all of our episodes are cataloged there in chronological order. So basically, now we've got a launching a, like a home base, like right? We're and also we have a Twitter account now. Look at us. What? Yeah, we got a Twitter account. And we've no uh, tweets, but we do have the account. <laughs> so anyway, that's where we are, folks. Check out the website, and you know what? Go on it and tell us what you think of it. How about that? That's an assignment. Assignment number one, Scuttlebuds. We're starting the show with giving people an assignment. Yep. <laughs> All right. Help us out. We need content. <laughs> All right. So enough of this. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Are you ready for the Ushanka? Okay, so the category for the three Ushanka topics this week, we'll just call them Rick's picks. They're all mine, mm-hmm. and I just I'm going to selfishly put them in there and say let's talk about them because I think they're worthy of note. All of them. I think we all can benefit and learn from them. I'm going to learn. I have some questions. I need I need your input. Let's all right. Go. Well, I can't wait so, to find out what's been going on mm-hmm. in your you, life. 
You just sent Liz Rick pics? <laughs> Not to be confused Richard with. Richard pics. <laughs> okay, Liz, open if you dare. All right, here we go. Pizza party drama. Okay, now let me just get out the the who, what, where, when stuff out of the way because I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I come up with good ideas mm -hmm. and I implement those ideas and good things happen. So we had a half day of school on the Wednesday going into Thanksgiving. I thought, all right, all these kids go uptown, they call it. They go uptown and they hang out and they just bop around. I'm going to throw a huge-ass pizza party for them. I'm going to get people to fund it, and I'm going to go to the Board of Selectmen. I'm going to get a permit to have the park downtown reserved. And so I did all this stuff. We had a great event. We had decorations, balloons, and and signage everywhere. We had a food drive. One cool thing is this park doesn't have an official name. So I thought, whoa, double whammy. Why don't we let the kids pick a name for this park, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we're doing a couple things here. We're having a big pizza party on the half day of school going into a four-day holiday weekend, right? So kids are already amped up. They're looking forward to a lot of time off. Let's just put icing on the cake. Let's throw a, a pizza party. Let's have a canned food drive for the food pantry. Let's uh, have a contest and let these kids be part of town history. They are right now involved in the process of coming up with a name for this park yeah. that as I was trying to get the permit, I asked, does this park have a name or are we just going to keep calling it the park across the street from town hall next to the library and, and the supermarket? And they're like, you know what? Um, it doesn't have a name. I'm like, cool. They're like, why don't you come up with one? I said, I think I will. So this is what I came up with. So despite all that stuff, right, community involvement, we had 50 pizzas, we had over 60 name suggestions dropped into the box. Well, now, as someone who I attended the event and had two children attend the event, it was mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. And my son went into Brothers to buy canned goods. It was awesome. Yeah. Now that you got the scene setter, because most of our listeners don't live in Medfield, right? But you kind of get an idea of what Medfield's like, because that's we speak to what we know and experience. I got a couple of uh, dramatic pieces of feedback, and uh, I find it to be not surprising... And I'm trying to find the humor in it, but uh, there apparently was a boycott. There were parents that said, I am not going to allow my kid to go to this pizza party. And the reason was because I was the organizer of it. So they're penalizing their children because <laughs> they, as an adult, have a, have a problem, mm -hmm. whatever you define that problem as, mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. So instead of their kids going uptown and running around the gazebo park and having pizza with their friends and donating to the food pantry, yeah. nope, nope, not allowed to participate in that. When I get feedback like this, I make it a point to not ask for the source of where this came from. Because one, I don't want to validate it. I don't care. Like I'm already, I, I just, I'm dismissive of, of that. Mm -hmm. Like, Like one time somebody upset me and I was really bummed out and my dad said to me, Hey, you got to consider the source. And I did. And I thought, oh, all better. Right. All better. Right. That was one of the best pieces of advice I got. So I got to consider the source. And I just got to think, I don't need to know what who the source is. I just need to know they're the type of person that will pull their kid from free pizza with their friends because mm -hmm. we don't want to show that Rick Fink had a, had a good idea. They, yeah, they don't want to give you... Or they don't want to acknowledge that you put on a successful event for the community because yeah. they think you're a bad person in the community. I feel like that was a long 0.6 mile ride home. 
for the kid and the parents. Like, I'm thinking if my parents had said, no, you don't get to go to that pizza party. And I'd be like, ah, oh, man. And then I'd be like, how come? Ah, well, Rick's hosting it. I'd be like, who's, who's, <laughs> who's Rick? Rick? <laughs> what does that have to do? They're <laughs> handing out pizza, Mom. Yeah, like, what are you? Yeah, exactly. What are you teaching your child? Like, if a kid said, like, oh, hey, my friends are going to this free event yeah. uptown. They talked mm-hmm. about it at MAP. Mm-hmm. And so kids knew what was going oh, on. Oh, they did? They yeah. Did? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And, um... You know, and what map, do you say? By the way, MAP, we have to keep remembering. Oh, sorry, yes. MAP, mid- midfield after school program. Right. So, okay, great. So, how do you respond? Do you just tell the kids, oh, you know, I can't pick you up from that, or, oh, we have other plans, or, oh, I mean, I, hopefully you don't say, well, because mommy and daddy don't like the bad man running it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I'm a bad man because I speak my mind. Correct. And I, usually it's it's against the grain of the status mm-hmm. quo. So, the status quo has a problem. All right, I'm going to meet these boycotters in the middle. There are people in this town that had they run this event, I would not have gone to it. Mm -hmm. However, that's the only halfway, right? I still would have let my kids go go. to it. Sure. And if the kids came back, hey, it was awesome. I'd be like, terrific. Uh, Go wash up. We're having dinner. Right. To take it another step further, some of these people referred to it as a protest. Oh, dear God. This pizza party was a protest, Mike. Do you know what I was protesting? (laughs) No? I don't know either. I don't know what I, I was protesting. I Now, again, having attended the event, mm-hmm. I didn't see anyone walking around with, like, picket signs. There was no human chain. There was no, you know, throwing food on artwork like they're doing in Europe to protest climate change. I'm, yeah. I'm unclear Well, it's also where those the Lego sculptures right. they were begging for. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, this was a protest against nutrition, okay, Liz, <laughs> obviously. I would have loved it if there was, like, an actual boycott at the gazebo. Like, people forming a human oh chain God. being, like... Not, not letting children into it? Yeah. With, <laughs> with, with NIMBY signs. That would be great. <laughs> yep. um, it, prior to the event, right? Prior to the event, as I'm hyping it up, I spent about a week promoting it to let all the kids know that we're doing this. For no reason, just a goodwill, let's be a community... I heard from many people, so the word on the street is people want to know what your angle is. What This is where our town is. I throw a pizza party for kids. People want to know, oh, yeah, yeah, forget all about that awesome stuff. What's his angle? Oh, my God. Like you're weaponizing children or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And, Dr. and did you figure out what the angle is of... Uh, one slice of pizza. It's an acute <laughs> angle. We know that. Did you figure out that angle? Because no. that should have been your answer. 360 divided by eight, whatever that is. Anyway. I think you're going to like hand out literature trying to yes. <laughs> I mean, God, God almighty. Well, I, you know what I did? Again, I don't want to know who, who, yeah. who's, who's questioning my angle, but I would say to these people, you tell your friend that my angle is no more goddamn angles. Yes. And yeah. the fact that they asked that question, right back at them, they're the reason this town is what it is. Because mm-hmm. they can't. End of story. If they can't be objective and look at it like, oh, wow, this is just a fun event for kids. Mm -hmm. Something tells me they're the ones that are doing things with an angle. If you can't give someone the benefit of the doubt, look in the mirror. Right, right. Angling against angles. Mm -hmm. And now it's a complex angle. I uh, was trying to get partnerships on this thing, Mm -hmm. right? And so I wrote a press release and I passed it, a draft release, I passed it around. Word got back to me that the uh, library director was skeptical of this event. I didn't take it any further. I don't know what you're skeptical about, but we'll just scratch you off the press release there and move on, right? Hmm. Show must go on. When I got there in the morning, I had um, 
suggestion slips to put into the ballot. I was able to print two of them to a sheet, so I needed to cut them. And I go in there, and I say to the librarian, Hi, could I borrow a paper cutter? To which she replies, after a long, awkward silence, Um, for what? Did you think you were going to decapitate somebody with it? <laughs> I don't know, but I did that thing. Like, uh, I just kind of stared at her blankly. And then the internal monologue says, Rick, don't say it. Don't say it. Just just be nice. The words just kind of fell out of my mouth. For cutting paper. <laughs> and she's like, how much paper? And I said. Enough like, to necessitate <laughs> paper cutting. Exactly. I said, a hundred pieces. She goes, a hundred pieces? In one slice, yeah, please. I'm like, well, if it was less, I would have just asked for scissors. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So she went to get them, and then she came out and she let me know that they were hers. I would Personally? argue, yeah, I would argue that because it's a public library, my taxes kind of had something to do with this purchase of the paper cutter. So why don't we just hand over the paper cutter and no one gets hurt? <laughs> So she gave me the instructions on how to use the paper cutter in a passive-aggressive manner, and I just said, great, thanks, and I left, and then had a high school volunteer take care of it. It would have been better if you had to, if you walked back in there five minutes ago with a severed finger and been like, do you have a Band-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening to your instructions. <laughs> oh, and you will be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> Clean up in fiction, by the way. <laughs> also, I had, a, I had some big balloon deliveries, like big, mm-hmm. giant, colossal balloons from from a party store and uh, I go in, I'm like, Hey, I don't want these to blow away before I can tie them down. Can I just store them with you? They were concerned that there was nowhere to put them. It's a freaking library ballpark. I don't know, 40,000 square feet of, of space. Right. And I was, I was putting them off. I thought that was funny. <laughs> now on the positive side, I want to say there were people in this community whom I do not know that found me on Venmo. And sent me money. Oh, wow. And we're talking $20 and $50 donations from random strangers. And people would come up to me and say, hey, I really appreciate what you did. This was great. And that's what you need to take away from this are those moments and not the detractors, the negators, the protesters, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're right to not dig any more deeply into who might have prevented their child from going or who was saying this because don't give it any more life or oxygen than it does. It doesn't deserve it. Right. So focus on the positive feedback that you got. And like those kids had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that were allowed to go. (laughs) (laughs) Park street books is new England's largest children's bookstore. It's great being the largest of anything. With that comes respect, acknowledgement, and admiration. The largest city in the United States? New York. The smallest? Who cares? See what I mean? When you're large, you're in charge. Unless you're a horse jockey. Then you're the guy who just came in last place by a long shot. By the way, do you know that horse jockeys weigh between 100 and 118 pounds and are about 5 foot nothing? It's true, I just googled it. I'm willing to bet Jim has plenty of books in his store about horses and short people, too. And if he doesn't have the one you're looking for, he can order it for you with a super fast turnaround of just a few days. So come into the store in downtown Medfield or check them out online at parkstreetbooks.com. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. 
We're on the cusp of winter, not necessarily the time of year you're thinking about landscaping. I mean, let's face it, your lawn is dormant, the leaves are gone, and you covered the shrubs that need a little protection. But what about that big project next year? Thinking about a swimming pool? Dreaming about that patio you've always wanted? If nothing else, maybe it's time to replace that tripping hazard of a walkway you've got out front you've promised yourself you're going to replace back when you bought your house. These things require planning. You can't just snap your fingers and bam, there's a pool. Nope. You need to design that patio and pick your materials. Are you going with bluestone slab, cobblestone, or my favorite, aggregate stone? Think about it, and then call Mario's Lawn Care. Uh, let's hit the other Rick pick. All right. Next up is dog etiquette. Dog etiquette. dog poop etiquette or just dog etiquette? So you start with sniffing the butt. Gotcha. <laughs> you walk clockwise or counterclockwise? I always get that part wrong. Counterclockwise. Okay, that's Wait, I'm supposed to sniff the dog's butt? Yeah. How does this work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's... I don't own a dog, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, I like, I like this because I'm a relatively new dog owner. Mike, you're a seasoned dog owner. Mm-hmm. And Liz, you are not a dog owner. Correct. So let me just uh, open this one up with a trivia question, a Christmas movie trivia question. Are you ready? In the movie Christmas Vacation, mm. what is the name? Mississippi Leghound. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I was yes, going to say, what is, the, what is the name of Cousin Eddie's dog? Snot. It's not. He's a Mississippi Leghound. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Snot. Oh, my favorite Christmas movie. I have a dog that frequently visits the house, and let's just say I got a nickname for him. It's Shits. Oh. I need help because I need to know how to handle this, okay? Because I feel like I'm hijacked in my own house. Mm. So this dog, we'll call him Shits, okay, comes over because Shits is the family pet of somebody, of a of extended family. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to drop a dime on who these people are. They're They're... Well... You might as well. He's dropping a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around it. The dog comes over. The dog, 100% of the time, comes over, shits inside my house. No. Inside. How often is this dog in your house? Yeah, a couple times a year. Okay. You know, not in And wait, okay, you said this is extended family? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before I deal with a situation like this and I and like an intervention, like a, hey, I got to, let's mm-hmm. do something about, let's try to resolve it so it doesn't happen. Not just clean up the mess, but now let's make sure it doesn't happen again. I always ask myself, do these people not know that this is totally wrong or do they not care? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Are, because they, are they aware that their dog is pooping? Yeah, are they, they like oh, laughing it off or oh, yeah, do they I, clean it up or do you? Uh, I believe they cleaned it up and uh, it's acknowledged like, oh, we got to do this. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it keeps happening uh-huh. begs the question, why do you have to bring the dog? How and, old is the dog? I don't know. Not that old. Okay. Does the dog poop in the owner's house or is this like a foreign territory uh, uh, issue uh, uh, where uh, like it gets uh, nervous? Uh, you're, you're asking me about dog psychology. I, I cannot <laughs> Okay. Answer. So I have a million questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where is it pooping in the house? It's pooping on a shag carpet upstairs. Okay. Same place Worst every case time? scenario. Yes. Okay. Well, it's marked its territory now, right? Yeah. Is this shag carpet upstairs in a bathroom? It's in the kid's playroom. Oh. Oof. 
Oh, it just great. it just doesn't. <laughs> it's hilarious. Hey kids, well, I got sure something the for dog you. Dog and with. not Charlie. Oh, yeah, right. No, it's a, it's a dog, and I feel like <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> like I can mark my territory right? too. Watch this. Now the problem is going back to the don't know or don't care. It's both answers are not satisfactory mm-hmm. to me, but it does help me in how I um, proceed with, you know my end of of this resolve right so if it's i don't care well then you're being a dick and i'm really good at being a dick and Mm -hmm. you can't out dick the ultimate dick which is me right so we're just gonna have a fight about it but i really think that they don't get it i I feel like they don't get it and that's when my circuit board kind of fritzes i'm like Mm -hmm. how how do you pretty common like like it's is it is I it? think so. If you if you are knowingly bringing an animal into someone's house and you know mm-hmm. that animal is going to poop on their carpet, mm-hmm. that's just not cool. Could you say or have you you or Leslie said, mm-hmm. "Hey, every time the dog comes, it shits in the kids' playroom." Do you, would it be possible to leave the dog at home next time you visit? Yeah. Has that conversation happened? I've had that conversation. And I don't think I'm going to win it. So, okay. um, instead of being just I I still am scratching my head over yeah. this. Like, for example, the other thing I do when I check, hold on, when I check, like, uh, do the, all right, are we, are we, appro- are we a- appropriately approaching this situation? I, the next thing I do is I ask myself, well, Rick, what would you do or what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I can use, I cite an example this past weekend. We went to go visit my brother, right? He just had a baby. My little nephew, it's like five weeks old. Oh. Okay. We go up there. Guess who didn't come with us? The dog. Right. Right. Now, the vi- the drive was over an hour. The drive back was over an hour. We stayed several hours. Right. What do we do with the dog? We got a dog sitter. Mm-hmm. Like just a girl down the street for 10 bucks, took the dog for a walk. Let him do his business. Yep. We're all set. We came back. We took him out. So then I think, well, if we can do it, why can't you do it? It was $10. It was $10. It was 10 are they just the kind of people that like treat their dog like a child where they don't want to leave the dog? They think it's cruel to leave the dog. I don't they don't know. want they don't trust someone else to take care of the dog. I honestly think they're just sort of like flaking, thinking, Oh, it'll be great, the dog. It's mm. it's fun. Everyone will love it. Do they need to take him out more often? I don't again, I don't know dog. I don't know how often they have to go out. Yeah, I think they need to take the dog on a substantial walk mm. and then come in the house. Yeah. Also, I'm renaming your um Ushanka segments. From pizza party drama to pizza party problems, so that this can be dog duty drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we go on to the next one? Sure. Last but not least, worst Christmas tree ever. Oh, boy. Oof. Okay. So, my hometown of Concord, New Hampshire, it's not a small town, but it is a, it's my hometown. They, it's also Concord, New Hampshire, capital of the state, right? Mm-hmm. So in front of the state house, they put up a Christmas tree. Now, when you think of a Christmas tree in front of a state house, you think of something majestic and grand and conical and green and beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Not this one. This thing looked like it was bushwhacked <laughs> off the side of Interstate 93 <laughs> and just piled up on top of itself on a heap, thrown out of the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And then got run over. Several times. Run over. <laughs> what type of tree are we talking about? I can't even tell you. Sounds like a shag bark hickory. Did it even qualify as a tree? Because I saw the picture, and tree did not come to mind. No, it it, look, it wasn't even like a tree shape. Right. It was yeah. So I want to describe it. I guess it was more of a. It looked like a hacked up big bush. Yes. Right. 
Um, and the posts were awesome. I wanted to re- bring them to you. I have to go on memory because the town of Con- or the city of Concord pulled the Facebook post <gasps> because of all of the hate <laughs> and vitriol that was aimed at well them. deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> like I was saying, hey, look, this clearly is not respecting tradition, right? And um, pride and work. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the DPW just checked the box, right? Uh, some people said that uh, suggested that lightning had, had had hit it. Some people suggested it was the shittiest Christmas tree they've ever seen. One person said uh, this needs to be put out of its misery immediately. And and uh, more than one person pointed out that New Hampshire is the second most forested state in the country. <laughs> so it's not like they had a drought or wildfires like in California. Yeah, yeah. So um, not quite sure what happened there, but. Let's talk about the Christmas tree thing for a second. How do you suppose something like that happens? I I don't know. I mean, is it someone who hates Christmas? Their heart is two sizes too small, <laughs> like the Grinches? I love Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. I hate bad Christmas decorations. I loathe inflatables. Get them off of your lawns, oh, please. My husband feels the same way. My kids I, are begging for inflatables and he won't do it. I cannot stand inflatables. Oh, look, it's Chewbacca. <laughs> That's great. What does he have to do with Christmas? Is he like, wearing a Santa hat? I don't understand <laughs> when these things became anyway. Well, you know, to that point, during the evening it's one thing. During the day it no. just looks like a massacre. Terrible. Yes. Yeah. And and when a town just like haphazardly strings lights around and and says, "Hey, hey, look at our light display." Uh, like <laughs> like like you said, take a little pride in it. Like yeah. you're mm-hmm. paying these guys to go up in bucket trucks and put the lights on. Mm-hmm. Why don't you Pay him another hour or two to do it correctly. Yeah, do it like, nicely. What are, what are we doing? Right. Concord, New Hampshire. The number of towns that do it, too, is astounding. Just yep. like, yeah, hey, here we go. Yep. We'll take them down in June. Don't worry when it warms up. <laughs> that's the tree. Yeah, that that, is, that's that, egregious. That is egregious, it? right? We're going to put that on our social media. Yes, that absolutely. is a this, Okay, so for the listener, this tree... For, I'll, I'll say Stop for the, calling it a tree. For the, la- <laughs> for the lazy listener, because let's not face it. Or let's face it, we don't all uh, actually go on Instagram when we're talking about things. But this tree, if you want to call it that, is very cubical. Um, it is The proportions are horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it looks like a very squatty, squared off tree. Mm-hmm. They didn't trim any... <laughs> Any of the branches at the bottom, it <laughs> almost looks like it still has roots on it. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with this tree. Yeah, I've profiled the person who's responsible for this. It's the person. It's an atheist who is a clock watching city employee who doesn't like their job, mm-hmm. and they don't refer to it as a Christmas tree. They're very adamant about calling it a holiday tree. Oh. It, that's the person. I disagree. I think it is a Clark Griswold type, <laughs> but that doesn't have the eye for the proportions of a tree. <laughs> this guy oh. was like, we're going to get the biggest damn tree we can. Yep. And he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Lengthwise. again, it's, with, it's very squared off. Yep. Yeah, it's not all that tall of a tree, but it is very wide. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it like a looks... middle finger to Christmas. It really it, is. It is. And you know something as... As a God-fearing Christian, I, I live and let live, right? Isn't that Live what, harmoniously, yes. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that what the bumper sticker says, coexist, mm-hmm. right? We're all supposed to do that? I think it says live free or die. <laughs> no, that's the license <laughs> plate. <laughs> Talk about the coexist bumper yeah. sticker, bro. Uh, guys, I feel better. Thank you for letting me vent about the holiday era issues that are going on, bouncing around in my head. I feel better now. I feel cleansed. You owe Mike and I a $50 copay. I do, definitely. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I'll pay for that in Bitcoin. Well, Liz, I don't think his insurance even covers this. So I <gasps> oh, this think... is going to be out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> out of pocket. <laughs> out of pocket podcasting <laughs> with Liz and Mike. Mike, why don't you get us out of here, bud? All right. What did we learn today? Um, we learned that Rick has a lot of pizza party problems. And he also has some dog duty drama. And if you want to help Rick resolve his dog duty drama... Here's how I suggest you do that. You're going to go to smalltownscuttlebutt.com. You're going to find the grievance line to contact us. You're going to tell Rick. Well, you can uh, share your own grievances of the family dog that has come to your house and ruined your events as well, if you'd like. We'd we'd be happy to share those. Or you can tell Rick um, how to handle the shih tzu that keeps shih tzuing in his house uh, whenever... A, an extended family member comes to town. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Don't forget to check out smalltownscuttlebutt.com. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear, go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.